I'm ambitious in love. Welcome to an episode of Ambitious. This hey. is a podcast. <laughs> hey. This is a podcast where I, Ammon, talk about entrepreneurship, business, photography, videography every once in a while, motherhood every once in a while. That's happened. And I just talk to people who matter to me and who I feel demonstrate an ambitious lifestyle. Today is double special. This episode is <laughs> double special because I have two guests. Two. <laughs> two sister guests. Their names are Erica and Olivia. And how do you pronounce your last name? Poulin? Poulin. Yeah, Poulin. that was really good. Poulin? You could try to say it in the French language. Poulin. Poulin. Close enough. <laughs> Poulin. I'm not French. I'm American. <laughs> <laughs> I'm American. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway. Okay, let me sit up and get my podcast face on. So, the reason that I wanted to talk to you ladies today is because... Well, okay. So, first we're going to focus on Olivia, who is the younger sister, correct? Yes. The younger sister. Which most people get wrong, by the way. Mm-hmm. Why is that, Erica? <sighs> you know... <laughs> I think it's because I spend my time with children on a daily basis. Well, because you're a teacher. And I also just use really good face cream. I was going to talk about her <laughs> skincare routine. I take radiant. care of my skin. <laughs> Live, yeah. yeah. She has a youthful glow about her. You do look, you look youthful. You look and I'm not just age. a couple years older than her. I'm almost nine years older than her. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how old you are. I'm 31. 31? Dude, I'm turning 30. I'm older than you. On Saturday. <laughs> yeah. We're going for brunch. Yes. Oh, it's stressful. 30 was And really how old hard. are you, Olivia? I just turned 22. Oh, cool. Right? See? There's yeah, a huge there's gap. A, there's They're a like, big difference. Oh, you're the younger sister, right? <laughs> People are never sure. Your face creams work so well. Mine I should don't. do like a... Because I don't use any. <laughs> I should do a plug for my face cream. <laughs> Drunk elephant. There we go. Is that what they're called? Yeah. That's what I use. This wow. is a sponsored podcast. You can do a plug at the end. <laughs> so, Olivia... To give like a brief introduction of you, you're 22, you're Canadian, you live in Niagara Falls, Mm -hmm. and you have started a business and you've participated in, I don't even know what they're called, entrepreneurship competitions? Yeah, call them competitions because there have been so many. Yeah, okay. That's what we'll call them for now. Okay. But anyway, so give me like a little bit of a rundown of you and who you are. Help these listeners to understand who's Olivia. Why is she so ambitious? Erica, pick three words that describe me. Oh, geez, put me on the spot. I thought I could (laughs) relax for a little bit. Nope. Um, Let's see. I would say she is... I can't use ambitious, right? Okay. No. Um, Olivia (laughs) is super um, relatable and like friendly. I think people relate to her really well. Um, There's two words right there. Relatable and friendly. No, that was kind of one. Relative friendly. (laughs) Relatively. Friendable. Yeah friendable that's like i like that okay um i would say she is also um just a really uh smart thinker i think she thinks before she speaks i think she um kind of does her own research and her own take on things and forms her own opinions before she gives her opinions so i like that um and i mean 
if I'm thinking about this like entrepreneurially, <laughs> I would say different things than if I said she's my best friend. But um, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see me ugly cry. No, I'm just kidding. Um, and I would say she is. Uh, I, th- I would say she's unique. I don't know. She's just got this like unique. Um, you guys are all unique. Yeah, we're very special. Spending the day in the car with you guys like a, an experience. I know. She just has this like, it's almost like the perfect storm in Olivia. It's kind of like a mixed, you know, empathy and, you know, kindness. I like and that. Just, perfect yeah. storm. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Thank you. description. Okay, I can't talk anymore. We, say, okay, we, we <laughs> say nice things to each other all the time, but it's still we nice do. to hear that. Yeah. Never on a podcast, though. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I guess what she said... Um, that's what she said. That's what she <laughs> said. Uh, I like to think of myself as someone that just brings a lot of like energy and positivity and motivation to like anything that I do. Mm-hmm. So like you said, whether that is starting a company or competitions, uh, I just graduated university. So I spent the last five years just kind of running around like a chicken with my head cut off, just trying to get as much as I possibly could out of those five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just kind of, I like to have my hand in, in lots of different buckets. Sometimes too many. Yeah, that's what, people, that's what people tell me. But I'm I, allowed to cut in, I was told, so that's my <laughs> You're encouraged to Thank cut you. in. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I've only known you... A year? No. Under Less a year. Than that. Oh, July of last year. August of last year. Well, when did you come out? August of last year. Of August? Yep. <laughs> no, Erica. I'm straight. I just want everyone to know. <laughs> I like boys. I like boys? I like men. No, I, I like men. Oh, okay. Well, that's <laughs> so, so I've known you for almost a year. <laughs> yeah. Well, not even, it's been like seven months, six months. And so all of this stuff has happened, has been happening over the five years. Your chicken with your head cut off. Yeah. Basically it's been a pretty intense, like final year, um, because of one particular competition that I was in. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's been a steady stream of, you know, me just trying to accomplish various things for the last five years. So Erica, from your perspective has, have the five years, the last five years been lots different from the rest of her life. Or is this pretty on course with who she is as a person? Um, It's interesting because I feel obviously being the older sister um, and such like a big age gap. I feel, yeah, like the past five years, I've really seen her um, like grow into just her own person. I think when she was younger, (laughs) I feel like, um, I don't know, like we were close. We've always been close. But over the past, I would say like eight years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say five to eight years. We've been like just super close. So I think we can observe each other in different ways. Yeah, before I was like too young to yeah, be friends to be with. cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I know you're but right. But I think over like <laughs> university, cool like even just uh, comparing it to like my university experience, I was like, I was married in university and I just, I wanted to go to university. I wanted to like go to my classes and then come home and like not be there more than I had to be mm-hmm. yeah. and I think I would have probably still been like that even if I wasn't married I'm just a very like I'm a homebody I like to do my own thing I like to do my things like Same at bro. home or out like I get to choose a night that I want to go out kind of thing I don't want to have to stay at school and be social more than I have to be kind of thing sure um and so I think with her she just loved the the atmosphere the environment um the knowing people. everyone yeah mm-hmm. she would you know go through the hallways of our university and like literally be a like a superstar um my friends would complain that they my friends would complain that they couldn't walk from one end of campus to the other without me like stopping to chat with like 50 people 
because I see friends and I want to see what they're up to or people I hadn't seen it's in a, a while. Social or, butterfly. But yeah, not, I'm very but, social. But very I don't social. think it's that because I'm very social too. I just think right. it's the point, like you make it a specific point to network and to keep. Yes. Yeah. Everyone yeah. as a contact. Whereas yeah. I do the same thing, but it's more in just different contexts. Like it's it's more selective, I feel for Yeah, myself. I mean I you agree. guys are completely different people. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like the the point isn't to like compare her to you. No. It's just to like compare her to her Absolutely. from like her previous like when she was younger. Right. So and how if this is on course with Based on that question, I would say it's pretty on course. Um in high school I had my hands in lots of buckets too. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. I was playing competitive volleyball and I would you know, move teams, like change, like I drive an hour for volleyball practice just to be on a team that would challenge me more, um, that would like allow me to improve more. So I was always like looking for those growth opportunities. I did like, I did student council and stuff when I was in elementary school. Um, I played all my sports in high school. I was on athletic council. Uh, I did DECA, which is like business competitions. So I did all kinds of stuff, Mm -hmm. um, volunteering with church. Do you ever feel overwhelmed? Um, sometimes. Do you like like that kind of Busy. I like it. I like it. And I think it makes me better if I'm being she completely well honest. Under pressure. Yeah. If I have too mm. much free time or if I don't have enough structure, I don't get enough things done or I don't feel proud of my accomplishments. Mm. Um, I have a lot of friends that always tell me that they're worried I'm going to like burn out or I'm not going to like be able to get everything done that I want to get done. Uh, but I honestly don't feel that way. Like I feel like I take care of myself in all the areas that I need to. Um, I do a lot of socializing. I spend time by myself so I can recoup. Um, I work out, like I play sports, I do business stuff that makes me happy. I spend a lot of time learning. Like I feel like I get a little bit of everything and I understand there has to be sacrifices in some areas to have all those things, but I feel like I'm handling it okay. (laughs) Outside sources. As long as you feel okay. I do. And I also realize that if I get to a point where I don't feel okay, I know how to recognize that and I know how to fix it. So nice. I would be she able also, to, I would be able to let things go if I had she to. She also only needs like four hours of sleep a <laughs> night. So that kind of helps. But really? I'm trying to eat. Well, yeah, I operated off like five, maybe six for most of university. But now I'm trying to fix that and try to get seven or eight. And yeah. I pay attention to like my sleep cycles. So I try to wake up when I'm not in a deep sleep. So sleep cycles are every hour and a half. <laughs> so if you can wake up at the end of a sleep cycle, it's, you know, you're less cranky, you're less foggy in the morning. So I'm mm. working on that too. <laughs> Our dad should be in here for that comment. Yeah, really. <laughs> Waking her up in the morning. Is not, I'm not, difficult to wake up in the morning. It's not an easy task. I am. I can admit that. <laughs> we call it college here in the United States. You guys call it university. Oh, yeah. yeah. University is more like college is more hands-on, whereas university is sometimes more theory. Yeah. So that's why for me it was so important that I did competitions and I started a business and I did things that would help me do the hands-on side of things because it wasn't enough for me to sit in a classroom, learn stuff from, you know, textbook or papers or whatever, yeah. and then just, you know, have it in my head. I learn way better by, by doing and by participating. Use. Yeah. So when, talk to me about your business life. What was the first business you ever started? Because you started a couple, haven't you? Uh, just two. Okay. So just two. Just two. <laughs> <laughs> well, the one is NBD. very recent. The one is very <laughs> recent. So the first company that I started, I started when I was 17. Uh, there was a grant, like an entrepreneurship program, where the government would give young entrepreneurs $3,000 to start their company. Mm-hmm. So my brother had done it the year before me, and he started like an inflatable jumpy castles business. And I saw what success he had with that. My brother's always been a really big role model for me. Um, and he's oh, half of the yeah. reason I wanted to be ambitious, because he was a year in front of me for everything so i'd be like 
what mark did you get in this class he'd be like mm-hmm. 91 i'd be like all right i'm gonna get 92 like i was just that kind of person um now I do, i'm glad i'm the oldest and i didn't yeah. have to deal with that <laughs> now i do things for myself but definitely a big reason why i did what i did was because of ian so he encouraged me you know do the same program that i did start your own company so i really had to look at what am i good at and i've always loved animals and i've always loved business i took all business classes in high school so mm-hmm. this was kind of at the end of uh, high school just before i started university and I started an in-home pet care company. So what we do is basically when people go on vacation, myself or my staff, we move into their house and we take care of their animals while they're away. Move so in? Move in. Like yeah. Like I sleep there. Lamps. No, I use everything that's in their house basically. I sleep there. I eat there. I shower there. I do homework there. Oh, wow. I hang out. Like that's that becomes my home base. So if I'm there for a week and they have, you know, two dogs and a cat, then I take care of all of those animals' needs. So food, water, walks, clean litter boxes, hmm. all that kind of stuff. Just cats and dogs? Um, usually, <laughs> because that's the most common, like, domesticated animal. Yeah. We've had, like, birds, rabbits. Um, most interesting animals I've worked with um, are house pigs, which are really cool. You have to, like... <laughs> I know. So cute. You have to, like... And They're huge. They're huge. <laughs> yeah, Canadian oh. house hippos. You have to, like, leave a trail Frogs, of Cheerios ferrets. to get them to go outside. <laughs> Uh, and I've worked with chickens too. So chicken coops, you have to like oh, open cool. up, clean out their litter, their pen, uh, collect the eggs. So yeah, <laughs> it's usually domesticated animals That's like so dogs cool. and cats, but we've had, um, a fair share that. of interesting ones too. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. So I've been doing that for the last four years and it's still up and running and operating. It and is. Yeah. So, um, wow, and you're the CEO. Uh, yeah. I mean, cool. I don't really like to call myself that <laughs> because, not really the CEO of anything except myself and a couple staff. Um, but I guess the goal is to get there one day with mean? a bigger You're not company. You're the CEO of anything. I mean, I am, but I kind of struggle with like the whole, you started a company, it's two days old and you're like, I'm the CEO. And it's like, well, so I want to grow something bigger until I feel like oh. I can earn that title, I guess, which is hmm. going to be ironic because some of the competitions I've done have the title CEO in them, but we'll get to that. <laughs> good segue olivia <laughs> well i'm just segue. thinking about what the word ceo means that to foreshadowing? me and, yeah a little bit okay so you you started another company recently yes i so i graduated or i finished my classes in december mm. um and my brother and i are working together to start a digital marketing agency Ooh, yeah that sounds right up my alley yeah we'll have to talk about that that's cool off air yeah <laughs> off air since it's still in, the, in its infancy yes that's really cool. So what were some of the, like the biggest challenges with, with starting your, and what's the name of your, <laughs> I want to, I want to hear you explain it. <laughs> the name company. of my company is Puppet Ice, which is, I guess, you know, kind of a play on words between like pet or puppy paradise, um, but it's a mistake. <laughs> that business name is a mistake. I like it. Put it on the record. Uh, it's very unique in terms of like branding. Like you can't really get us confused with anyone else. Um, there's not the word like kennel or boarding or anything like that. So people definitely know who we are once they've used us. It just, it doesn't translate well, like audibly. So if I didn't, you know, explain like, oh, it's like puppy paradise, then people would be like, what is it? And sometimes they see the card and they're like, poop dice and i'm like really like p-u-p you think that's p-o-o-p so i mean there's a struggle with that um but i it was like the first name that i put on the initial application for the grant money yeah mistakes ragrets um and then i wasn't allowed to change it so (laughs) that's who we are and we're incorporated as that too so don't forget it was olivia's puppet ice it was it was olivia's puppet ice um but that was when it was just me and at one point i had six staff so 
I it wasn't always me doing the live-in or doing the drop-in. So we also like visit animals during the day if mm-hmm. you know their owner works long hours or anything. Um, so I changed it just to Puppet Ice because I had a team of people under me and it wasn't always yeah. going to be Olivia. Right. So what are some of the like the biggest challenges that you faced with starting Puppet Ice and operating that? Mm, I would say when it came time to hiring, it was hard mm. to like let go of the reins a little bit. Yeah. Um, Do you like to be the one in control? Yes. <laughs> Erica just... <laughs> immediately nods well, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, i yep, do like to be the one that. in control but i understand the value of putting time and effort into people that can help you and that you can't do everything by yourself so yeah um and i knew that like i was relying really heavily on my staff and i needed them to be incredibly responsible and incredibly High screening <laughs> yeah incredibly responsive to our clients and i needed people that i trusted as much as i trusted myself right you know mm-hmm. this was my name and i'm sending people into a client's house and everything that client owns is in that house besides you know the t-shirts and shorts they bring with them on vacation their animals are you know just as important as their children to many of them so really needed people that i trusted yeah so that was a tough thing to do at first um and then also to like get clients to accept that it wasn't going to be me anymore all the time it might be one of my staff members so i had to like work on that transition yeah um and then honestly giving myself like the freedom to grow it like i didn't always when I started the company, I was like, no one's going to pay me to do this. This is silly, right? But 350 something clients later, uh, four years. Dude, like that's incredible. Yeah, like it, it grew to way bigger than I ever thought it was going to be. Like I, I really, huge. I didn't expect very much to come from it. Yeah. Um, but now like we've worked with so many people all over the region. And you only like, have six staff? Right now, I only have two, actually. How do yeah. you operate well, that many well, clients? Well, it's, you know, clients book with us usually once or twice a year. So it's not like it's 350 at once. It's, you oh, know, I someone's on vacation true. this week. Someone else is on vacation next week. Yeah, that makes um, sense. So, like, when there's overlap, I might have three or four people out at once. Oh, okay. Um, but, yeah, my staff, like, have been amazing. Because I obviously, I can't be six places at once, of right? Course. So, it forced me to learn that lesson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like I would kind of get in my own way sometimes too, because I would not put time and effort into growing it, even though I like I clearly was onto something. It was growing without me really trying that hard. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I could have done more with it, but I was kind of being the solopreneur and I wasn't really building systems around what I was doing. My mm-hmm. It was reliant on me to be there to run it. So that was right. kind of a mistake that I made in building a business. I kind of just built myself into the company. I was the company. Yeah. So I do that differently next time. I've noticed that about you, that you... Even just like with your family here, you're the one that like... <laughs> I call her Indiana Jones shots. on vacation. <laughs> I call the family meeting so we can talk the about troops. the itinerary. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, somebody's got to organize us. It's a good observation, Anna. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. yeah, well, it wasn't a difficult one to make. <laughs> <laughs> Attention, Poolins, family meeting. <laughs> Come into the room for the family meeting, please. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, yeah, that's me. So let's move on you started these businesses you're ambitious obviously you have this staff you've done all this great work and then tell me about like the past year what's been going on with these competitions um like how you got involved with them what they are like the challenges you face with them stuff like that yeah definitely so um as i mentioned the last year has been like pretty intensive in terms of competitions i've done lots of competitions my whole university career so whether that's case competitions um, like marketing, 
Um, I pitched my business in like a Dragon's Den style competition with like two real dragons. Jim Trilliving and Bruce Croxon were both there. Was that like Shark Tank? Yeah. So like literal, like two guys that are actual judges on the show Dragon's Den. They were there at this competition. Never heard of Dragon's Den. It's Shark Tank, but the Canadian version, I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, So like I pitched my business. I did like a medical case competition as the business person and there was three medical students. Mm. Um, So I've done all kinds of things, but the two big ones that I did in the last year um, and I, I guess I call them big because they got me a, a lot of like recognition. Um, there's a lot of media coverage and stuff. So one program was called CEO for one day. And there's a talent search firm called Audrey's Bernston that matches Canadian students with a CEO for the day just to, to mm-hmm. you know, be mentored by them and shadow them. So I was matched with the CEO of PayPal Canada. And I went and I spent a day in the PayPal office. So there was only 18 students in Canada that got selected Mm. and seven in my region, which was kind of like Toronto and Ontario region. Um, So that was awesome and like super eye opening to spend one day with him. And then that's cool. Yeah. So my family kind of like, well, friends too, they kind of joked with me. They were like, now you've been CEO for a day. Why don't you try the CEO for a month competition? I was like, what is that? So I kind of looked into it. And this one um, is, as it sounds, gives you the opportunity to spend one month with the CEO of ADECO in Canada, but they only pick one student across all of Canada. And I was like, okay, odds that I get this, super slim. Like, Erica would agree. I was like, well, kind of a shot in the dark, but I'm going to go for it. Spoilers, I've... you got it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like staring at her backpack right now. It says CEO for a month. I'm like, mm-hmm. best yeah, backpack yeah. ever. my sister. But yeah. I really... I've How had... many applicants were there? Uh, 2,748. Dude. Yeah. Across all of Canada. So like, I don't even know these people. They're at schools out West, out East. Yeah. And so what were you the CEO of for the month? Uh, the ADECO group. So ADECO is is. a staffing and human resources firm. It's the largest in the world. So the cool thing about this program is they run it in 47 countries. So I was selected as like the Canadian CEO for one month. And in 46 other countries, there was also a CEO for one month. So US, Mexico, Greece, um, Brazil, like all over the place. Right. Mm-hmm. And the program continues. So I did my one month, um, in Canada. So I moved to Toronto. They, you know, put me up in a, an apartment and I shadowed the CEO for 30 days. I went to all the meetings, like nothing was off limits. It was so, so eye opening, especially because I've been an entrepreneur for so long. Yeah. It was crazy eye opening. And then, um, throughout that time I was competing against the other 46 in all the other countries mm-hmm. to be selected as the top 10. And what they do with the top 10 is they send you to a global boot camp, which was in London, England. Mm -hmm. So you had to do, I think there were seven or eight challenges. So it was like reports, personality tests, interviews. Um, We had to do like competitor analysis, all kinds of stuff. We submit it and they basically, you know, grade it, rank us, whatever. Mm -hmm. So I was selected as as the uh, top 10. And they sent us to England for a week where we competed again. Of course. <laughs> yeah. You Easy. should have been there that morning. It was super like early in the morning. It was six o'clock in the morning work. because it was in Europe. Yeah. And we wow. were all like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? We're all sitting downstairs. And like, you should have heard the screams. Like, you've been in a car with us and you know how loud <laughs> yeah. we can get. But like crying, tears. Oh my gosh, look like, at that house. Look at that house. <laughs> it was so awesome. We like, we waited for that moment, right? Because I found That's out incredible. that I was, so I'd shadowed in June. So 30 days in June. Mm-hmm. And then I had to wait July and August. And in the second week of, or the first week of September, I found out that I was going on a Tuesday and I had to leave on the Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I was like, wow. oh my gosh, I need to drop everything. I need to get staff to cover stuff. I need to talk to my professors. I need to submit assignments, like all of these things. Wow. I was and like, I, just, I was like, yeah, I just need to get this done like Tuesday to Saturday. Right. Yeah. So, uh, off to England, I went, 
Um, for the boot camp? For the boot camp. Nice. Um, so I met the nine others and they were so incredible. That was, it was amazing to meet them because we had been like, you know, Skyping and FaceTiming and chatting and stuff. Yeah. So to meet them, it felt like I was just, you know, meeting old friends, not like I was meeting anyone for the first time. Um, so there, there too, like we competed, right? Mm-hmm. But we were also all super friendly and like there was, there was no malice or anything, but we knew it was a competition. Um, what were you competing for? To be the global CEO for one month. So there's a global CEO of the ADECO group and I shadowed the Canadian CEO, right? So obviously yeah. hierarchy down. Right. Um, and the global CEO would spend one month with the, like the winner out of the 10 of us would spend one month with the global CEO of the ADECO group. So okay. that's what we're competing for. So we get there, there's 10 of us. And on the night before they announce who the winner is, they pick the top five. I got into the top five. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was... Oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I can't wait to hear the ending of this story. I was, I was freaking out. Um, so they so they announced the top five and they said for the top five, the next morning we were going to have to give a speech to the global CEO and like all of the shareholders and people that were there supporting the competition and stuff. And it was mm. going to be broadcast and all this stuff like live. Yeah. Um, and then we'd have a 15 minute interview with the global CEO. So I went to bed, you know, prepared, got up the next morning. I was Couldn't like, sleep. oh my goodness. What was that like? What was that night like? I had to be like weirdly calm about it because otherwise I'd just get in my own head and like freak out and stuff. So, so yeah, I called my family and I was like, I was excited. But then after I got off the phone, I was like, okay, what do I need to do? I need to, you know, prepare myself for this interview and I need to, you know, write down a couple points for the things that I want to say. I knew it would come out differently, but I wanted to have some structure to it. Mm-hmm. So I just planned a little bit. The thing that I always do is I kind of just like, I talk myself up in my own head where I'm like, you're fine. Like you've been in lots of crazy situations before. You always figure it out. Like, you know, you know, people, you like people, you, you get along with them. So just take some deep breaths. Like I, I literally do things that change like my physiology. Like I, I power pose. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I've done. Uh, yeah. But well, like power posing, it, but like positive self-talk, like those things I genuinely power work poses before this episode. <laughs> he was standing <laughs> in the bathroom, just shoulders back, <laughs> chest <that> puffed out. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So like I do things like that just to, to feel good, to slow my nice. heart rate down so that I feel confident going in. Mm-hmm. So I did my speech and I had my interview and then there's five of us called on stage. Um, and the global CEO, like they went back to like deliberate and they come back and we're all just anxiously waiting there. And again, this was a crazy part for me because if I won, I'd have to drop out of school for that semester because I'd have to be oh. flying around the world. They literally, right. I think they went to like 12 countries or something in 30 days. Like the global CEO's job is crazy. So I knew to have to like drop out of my semester. So I had been planning all along and putting things in place for if I won, could I, you know, get out of clients? Could I get out of school? Could I get out of my right. church responsibilities? All these things. So there was like all this pressure too. So the five of us are standing on stage. Global CEO comes up and he makes the announcement. Which is being broadcasted by the way. And we're all watching at home Yeah, my too, family's at like, home. Ah. I had friends crazy. at home watching, yeah. so I was like, oh, no. And? And I didn't win. You did not? I'm sorry. No, I did not. <sighs> it's okay. <laughs> well, I guess Lame we can end, end this now, the story. Right? <laughs> um, my friend Lisa from Germany won, and she is absolutely amazing. Did she like, deserve it? She totally deserved it. Mm-hmm. A million percent. Mm-hmm. And I think, no, and I think you can see that on my we'll face, We'll get her though. next week. We'll skip. I think you can see that in my reaction, though, because in the video, I turned to her, and I'm honestly just thrilled for yeah. her. I think yeah. she's incredible. She's perfect for it. She killed it. She's working for the company now. Like, she's just an amazing person. So, um, but, like, and I guess an interesting thing about that story is that's the first thing that I've, like, lost. I'm doing air quotes. Lost mm-hmm. in a long time. 
and I was worried about how I would feel because I had like this track record of winning all these competitions and I was kind of like starting to get afraid of like losing and afraid of failure and afraid of whatever and I knew how bad that was for me so half of me was like half of me was like relieved and the other half of me like didn't care I was like I didn't lose like I had this incredible experience that's a really good way to look at it yeah I was like I met amazing people and like I got to top five and this there were 204,000 applications in the world like yeah I don't I don't feel like I lost no I just I feel like I learned I feel like I made valuable connections like in my home country in Canada so for those 30 days and with the other nine across the world like I met other CEOs of other companies like I just it was mind-blowing that opened so many doors for you for sure so that's what I mean by like the whole it makes me like recognized i guess now because i've gotten like media coverage i was on bloomberg bnn like i was interviewed um so you know my name is out there which Mm -hmm. is good for me as a business person who wants to network and who wants to be known for you know the things that i can do um and yeah i just it got me a little bit of recognition to put my name out there i love that yeah and i learned a lot yeah absolutely i don't think i think you put it perfectly you didn't lose anything i mean 204,000 applicants and you're in the top five like that's Mm -hmm. in no way a loss um I mean yeah it would have been cool to like win the top thing or whatever but yeah sometimes it's just uh, it just works out in its own timing because I think too finishing your classes was, was important and graduating from university and getting that next chapter underway so I think it really all just worked out yeah you're still so young supposed to yeah yeah yeah, that's a good point. So now what? Like, what are you going to... What's next? Like, it doesn't seem like... You're still so young. What, like, what happens now? Well, I mean, apparently now, I look old, but now, I'm young. Now she's being lazy. No. <laughs> Taking some time off. Um, she's being a normal... No, I took person. I took kind of like the month of January off. My family and I went on vacation in December. We went to Cuba. I had one final competition, which we won as a team, which was nice. Sweet. Um, Back so to that, the winning streak. It kind of like finished off my university career nicely. Yeah. Um, and I guess I feel a little bit of like safety in terms of I know I can go get a job. Like mm-hmm. if I can get to top five out of 204,000, I can go get a job. Not that I'll get the world's greatest job. You could get any job. But I could get something for sure right yeah. like worst case scenario i run out of money and i'm not happy with how my business is going i go get a job so i feel kind of like this safety there yeah and i really do love entrepreneurship and i love how how quickly you're able to learn when you're just swimming mm-hmm. you're just forced to figure everything out mm-hmm. um so i really like that about it and i just figure why not give it a shot this is something i haven't done yet um but that's what makes it really hard because all of a sudden as an entrepreneur sometimes you suffer from like too much freedom so if you don't have systems and structure in place, it's really easy to get distracted. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm Something sure you know I've all about this. Facing, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you recently, you know, you went solo. You're like, okay, I'm going to dedicate all my time to my business. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you have 24 hours in a day, you know, eight of them sleeping, a couple of them eating. Say you have 12 working hours. Yep. Odds that you actually do 12 hours of work. Never. Yep. How many hours of work do you get done in a day? <laughs> Not 12. Yep. I'll tell you that. <laughs> At least sometimes, an hour today. <laughs> but that's the thing. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's two. Sometimes it's eight. Like it fluctuates so much. And it's yeah. just about learning, you know, how you work best, what environment that is, what yeah. state you need to be in, how fed you need to be. Well, the thing <laughs> like about it's all me those little things. Like my energy level and like, like consistency of my energy yeah. fluctuates so drastically yep. from day to day. So 
literally some days I do nothing. Mm-hmm. I get no, I do zero hours of yeah. work. And you're like, what? Ha- where sleep. did 24 hours go? Yeah, I sleep, I eat, I work out. I come home and I just like veg. Yeah. And I think about work. You like dink around <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. Your mind goes places, but yeah, nothing happens. Don't you don't try. take action, right? Yeah. And I struggled for a long time with like feeling guilt about that. Like, okay, my wife is at work, mm-hmm. working eight, eight hours a day, every day, working hard. <laughs> and I'm just doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I would struggle with like feelings of guilt and things. But I realized that my energy levels are how they are for a reason like i am who i am for a reason i've Mm -hmm. chosen a job i've gotten to somewhere that i like doing Mm -hmm. something that i really enjoy and sometimes work just comes at you in waves and you just handle it when it happens yeah if there's no work to do that day i can take a day off Mm -hmm. like that's the freedom Mm -hmm. that i have with my job yeah so i'm still kind of battling with that and i try to do something productive every day yeah or even just Um, learning how to get yourself in like a state of flow where you're working you're without distractions like for me, that's putting my phone away, not letting myself be like, I'm it just going to go get discipline. food just because. And, yeah. you know, napping. Napping is like my big weakness. <laughs> Dude, yes. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> the Mine dogs are too. like sleeping on my bed and I see how comfortable and cozy Gosh. and warm they are. And they're just looking at me. So I just roll over and take a nap with them. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love naps. Yeah. It's two, like two my number one. Yeah. It's my PM kryptonite. Every day. <laughs> two or three p.m. I'm like, I need a nap. That's my nap time. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, so I'm just, I'm trying to make myself busy again because when I was busy, I was killing it. I did so many things in a day. Like Mm -hmm. people laugh at my Google calendar because they think it's a little ridiculous. There's like, it's basically in 15 minute chunks because it's like, get this done, (laughs) get that done, go see this person, finish this. Everything planned out. Yeah, and I like it that way. And as soon as I wake up and I see kind of like a blank day, I'm like, oh no, (laughs) because I know I'm not going to get as much done as I want to. So I'm really working on that. No, but I can, you can't veg six days in a row. Olivia's not a vegger. <laughs> no. She doesn't eat veggies and she doesn't veg. <laughs> I eat veggies. <laughs> Netflix. I don't. No. I haven't watched TV in like she 10 doesn't. years. I rarely watch Netflix. My pain point or my, I guess my weak spot is I will just go online and I will learn instead. So I'll watch mm. YouTube videos. You're one of those or, research girls. Yeah. yeah I'll just, I'll click around the internet and I'll go down like black holes of like blogs and listicles and all these things. Most of them are related to something that I want to learn. Hey, I'm learning when I'm watching Shit's Creek. Yeah. On Netflix. Never what seen it, learn? but I believe yet. Yeah, no, hilarious. I don't. <laughs> what do you learn? I learn how funny <laughs> life is. How funny I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> No, I see what you're saying though. And that's, I think that's cool. I think it's, I do think that it's important to plan time to kind of sit down totally and relax though. Do you have any time like that? I don't really plan it. It's just like the in between where I just, I just chill. Like I honestly don't feel that stressed. If anything, I feel underwhelmed at my, really at my, yeah, at my output right now. So literally every day, like I'm fighting with myself and I know how much I'm capable of and it's like, just do it. But I'm like, nap, oh, food, oh, friends. So I try to like block out, like I'll wake up at 6.37, go to the gym, come home, eat, get ready. Mm -hmm. And then I'll try to work from like nine to five. But then a friend will be like, want to go for lunch? I'll be like, yeah, I want to go for lunch. And then off I go. And then two hours later, I'm running errands and then I come home and then I didn't do anything. Right. So it really puppies are there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, And some days I kill it. Some days I get so much done. I'm just on a roll. So it's you never know what you're going to get. And it's important for me to try to develop that consistency because I don't want to just roll over to all the ebbs and flows of my energy. I want to try to control them as much as I possibly can while still taking care of myself. That's beautiful. I feel like I sound like a robot when I talk. That's a constant struggle that I think all of us... 
So, Erica, from your perspective, are you just like, gosh, Olivia, can you just <laughs> stop? Like, what? No, no, no. Because you, you guys seem to be very different yeah. people. Mm-hmm. We like to say that we're literally twins and so different. Literally the, the opposite. However, that, that works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm> confused. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly how, yeah, how you'd imagine it. We're, we have like the same humor. We, the I same just, like joie de vivre. Yeah. We see like, you know, joy in little things. And um, I guess, you know, spiritually speaking, um, we just, so we have a lot of, yeah, we have a lot of same friends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, I think, yeah, personality, we, we do differ in a lot of things. But I think that, our personalities both allow us to be ourselves, to appreciate the other person and to like rely on the other person's strengths. I mm-hmm. think that's why we're mm-hmm. such good friends because we need the part in the other person that we don't have. And so when I need something that Olivia has, I, that she's the person I go to when she needs something that I have, she comes to me. So mm-hmm. I think that's why it works so well, just because yeah, we just laugh all the time and then <laughs> serious, ta- serious chats and we yeah. need that support too. Well so. said. So yeah. what about you though? Like, are you participating in entrepreneurship competitions or yeah, <laughs> starting businesses? Erica started her own uh, school. She's I a would teacher. I just like no. to disclaim <laughs> that I uh, teach future entrepreneurs. So it's true. Because <laughs> you're a teacher. You Sorry, need to snap in the mic. <laughs> Did everyone hear that? It was good. Okay. Yeah, you need to it. feed their minds, make mm-hmm. them understand that they're capable of anything. Yeah. Um, I, it's funny because there was a joke that I wasn't going to be on the podcast because I wasn't <laughs> ambitious enough. That, that but, was uh, never a joke no, that I that was made. My brother. It was a family okay. joke. It was my brother. It wasn't you, Emma. It's okay. Um, no, I am a, I'm definitely a more uh, tradi- traditionalist. Uh, being, In what sense? I think being the assistant caretaker of my brother and sister, you know, when they were <laughs> born and growing up, mm. I'm more of like that traditional like nurture and just you know, home life and making sure there's peace and love at home. Um, I mean, I can throw back the same question to my sister, three words to describe me, but I don't know. I like to describe myself as a peacekeeper. That's that like was the first thing I was going to say. One of the things that I, I really uh, pride myself in, actually, that just, it really just comes naturally. I like when there's harmony and there's peace. And so I, I do that in all aspects of my life. Um, I would also say I'm I'm very friendly. I'm kind of a introverted extrovert. <laughs> um, I like hmm. to be around people, but I love my own time. I love like sitting in the dark. I was gonna say she like shits. <laughs> <laughs> Can you edit that? Out? <laughs> she she sits in the basement. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> she sits in the basement. She shits in the basement. <laughs> With the windows closed and it's like completely dark and she like watches a movie while she folds I'll laundry have, like, really and nice I come home and I just find her doing that. I'm like, oh, okay. hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm Thank the you. same No, but way. she does it all the time. It. Yeah. I know. When I listen to your other podcasts, I was like, yes, Ammon, I get that. Yeah. Right? Like, okay. Here's how it goes in the morning. Damaris wakes up, opens up all the blinds, happy, <laughs> but turns I also on the news. Like that. I also like some, like I also she wants to like see the yeah, birds. Like 15 minutes. Sure. I yeah, like it too. Me, like, some but time, then like Damaris like happy, you know, whatever. And then she leaves and I, I close the <laughs> I turn off the TV. I My sunshine has off. gone to work. I turn I it. I'm like, Allie, go to bed. The dog. Yeah. <laughs> she can hang with me. But then I sit on my computer, and a lot of it is because I like to edit in the dark. Yeah. I just like there to be a little bit of like quiet. I need to decompress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So less like maybe inputs, I'm an right? extroverted introvert as well. Just yeah. Like you, you know? I just I really love to be with people, but to recharge, like I need some time by myself. Yeah. Whether it's people that I 
like love, like family. Um, there are very few people that I can feel completely comfortable with at home, char- like recharging myself. Like there are mm. very few people that I can do that with. Um, mm. So yeah, but uh, is Olivia one of them? Yeah, she is one of them. Yeah, high five. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, nice. that was nice. Good sound effects. <laughs> yeah, like all day Sunday, we all kind of recharge around each other. Like we have yeah. family dinner every Sunday. We all have crazy schedules, but we save that time for each other. Mm-hmm. And we'll nap, obviously. And yeah, we'll all kind that of just hang out. <laughs> hang out. We all recharge. Yeah. Yep. Do our own thing, what we need yeah. to do. Yeah. yeah. And very few friends I can do that with too, right? Um, Just like outside my family. I just, sometimes I feel like I have to entertain people if they're mm. over things like that mm. and so i'm like okay time it's to go now yeah it takes I, a lot of energy i just and it's not like i don't enjoy their company i just i need it to be in smaller bursts mm-hmm. there yeah so there's a few people that i can just spend x amount of hours with and it's not a stressful situation not that i you know am super stressed with other people around it's just i just okay it's time to go right yeah <laughs> but and i'm okay with that so you're social yeah. but semi-introverted yeah absolutely and i've i've learned that about myself um and but. you've accepted that, yeah, that about absolutely. yourself. Absolutely. That's awesome. Yeah. So give us like, as we, as we sort of shift Transition. gears here, um, give us a sense of Erica and like what some of your passions were when you were a kid. And Olivia, feel free to chime in on like Erica does this, <laughs> Erica does that. But yeah, like, so, I mean, I guess you can't from the first nine years of her life because yeah. you weren't in existence yet. But yeah, I was uh, I was an only child for seven years, and so I think that gave me just a different perspective too, just being you know with adults a lot, um, and I just had to be around them. And I may, not that I lost some of my childhood because I got to do a lot of things that I guess my brother and sister didn't get to do. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted siblings. I just. I wanted someone you to wanted love. You wanted friends. Yeah. Just how we became friends. Did I even explain how we even met no, each other? No, I'm wondering why you would And Erica's that, the reason I even <laughs> know you. <laughs> we'll save it for the end. Let's just do it right now. Okay, we'll do it now. Do you want to do it? I feel awkward. Do you want to tell everyone? Yeah, yeah, okay. So Don't worry, we'll interject if you say it wrong. Please do. So my wife and I were in an internet video about <laughs> like why we didn't have kids and what to say to people to couples mm-hmm. who don't have any kids it's for our church too so it's yeah like for the for network, the yeah. lds living magazine yeah so damaris and i've been married for seven and a half years no kids and people always always ask why don't you have kids what are you, what are you guys doing with your life like do you guys not want kids <laughs> is something wrong with you yeah and so we did a video anyway you saw it i saw it erica and saw it yeah i liked these videos because i had seen a couple before and I feel that a lot of times just it's not just about why don't you have kids, but sometimes it's why aren't you married? Sometimes it's, yeah. you know, different questions, you know, sure. that people just, just aren't ask. sensitive about. Yeah, yeah. They don't think about before they ask. So I just watched it, you know, scrolling through Facebook. And what stuck out to you in that video? Um, there was this adorable <laughs> couple. <laughs> adorable? Adorable couple. Wait, which one? Who stood out more, me or Dan? <laughs> you are a team. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I I just love because I I'm kind of it's like the opposite. So I just love I don't know culture. Yeah, I love the interracial marriage. We're just so different. I always ask podcast. that, you know, no. just because we're so incredibly different. Dan yeah, mm-hmm. I just loved it. I just loved your interactions. All the couples were great. I just feel there was just this fun vibe between you two. I just felt mm-hmm. really yeah, just you were down to earth, really connected. And so as a, yeah, as a a creepy Facebook person, (laughs) um, 
yeah i just i, I followed really liked your internet <laughs> video. please add me friend. back uh so i think it just started with like a facebook ad um and then on uh instagram we connected over our dogs mm-hmm. hallie and mowgli um hallie is a schnoodle no hallie is a schnauzer schnauzer yes yeah. and mowgli's a schnoodle but they so look alike they look alike and they love each other even though they've never met but uh so like damaris and i bonded over that we would talk a few times uh just about random things that we posted mm-hmm. and then my sister and i last year planned a trip to utah which is where you guys live mm-hmm. and so i was like hey olivia why don't we reach out to ammon and Demarice and like meet up with them when we're in Utah. But I had no idea who you were. And at Olivia's this point. response was, uh, "Erica, I don't really want to spend our vacation with like people we don't know from the internet. Strangers. We only have seven days in Utah." <laughs> and I was like, "No, trust me. Yeah. Like I'm Look at your this video. older sister. Great. No, she didn't show me anything. Literally, oh, really? we got off the plane. I was like, "What are their names again?" And she was <laughs> like, "She was Demarice. like, I didn't even know. Well, she said, I was going to meet you, Olivia, until we got to the airport. She's like, See? Oh yeah, by the way, Erica has a sister named Olivia.'" <laughs> Yeah. Like, oh. Erica's like yeah. Ammon and Damaris and I was like D- I couldn't say her name I was like Dia Damaris I literally had to Damaris and then yeah we you just got it down really oh, good Erica because yeah. I'm a Latina we've already discussed <laughs> yeah we know in heart in heart yeah uh, yeah so we literally met at the airport right and I had and to trust yeah. my sister I was like okay fine we'll spend time with these people and I'm pretty sure we became friends in like negative point two seconds right yeah. like we were just quick yeah sorry i didn't share that story at the beginning it okay. slipped my brain it's a great it's, it's story been a long day <laughs> we literally like we literally just got in your car like at yeah. the airport we were like yeah. hello and we put our suitcases in the back and we just sat in your back seat and we were like hey what's and up and then months mm-hmm. later i tagged them in a video about like <laughs> psychos and cars or something and i was like thank you for not murdering us <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah you guys are great yeah <laughs> yeah we just hung out made cookies we vlogged a little bit together. well the first night we went for, we dinner. Went for dinner so we went out for dinner yeah. we had such oh, a yeah, good time right. and then you guys showed us around like garden. temple square and stuff yeah and then and olivia was like oh, we need to spend more of our days with them and i was like <laughs> i was like yeah. us so much i was like i'm sorry i take it back <laughs> yeah I, tr- I trust erica though she's yeah, got good taste right. in people yeah. she's got well, good taste and then this podcast is being recorded not in utah not in canada but in los, los angeles because angeles. you came to see us yeah you're here for what is it again the tim tony <laughs> you don't even know who he is <laughs> That's his the tony brother. robbins unleash the power within conference oh, okay. the poolins are learning machines yeah. We all just want to soak it all in constantly. Fill our brains. Yeah. Our idea of a vacation is going to a four day, 19 hour seminar. Intensive seminar. Yeah. Yeah. Gag. So that's how we met, which is <laughs> crazy, but awesome because Damaris is joining us soon too. And yeah. That's going to be really we're fun. We're going to have a little bit of time together. I love it. I'm, I'm excited. I think it's great. I do too. I love it. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Erica. <laughs> So, okay, back, so, <laughs> let's go back on track. And we took this Anyways, <laughs> I told you to do it at the end. No one listens to me. <laughs> well, I felt bad for doing it at the beginning. So it's okay. Okay, so where were me, we? Me, right. I was an only child. I make friends with internet people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you like to make friends. So, yeah, so I was uh, eight when my brother um, was born, and I was super, super excited. I just wanted a sibling and then 18 months later olivia came into the world uh-huh. and so i had two i had a brother and a sister it was the best i had one of each perfect yeah and so i feel yeah like i was able to help my mom a lot um i just kind of became kind of a second mother but i the feel assistant caretaker yeah but i feel like a cooler version because <laughs> i could like no offense to my mom yeah, your mom's or anything. pretty lame but. <laughs> Tracy's awesome no but because Tracy. no one wants to listen to your mom right like you don't want to listen to your mom and you don't it's want true. them telling you what to do and so if i knew what my mom wanted them to do i could kind of get them to do it in a 
better way. Sneaky, sneaky. Um, so it was a big, I think it was a yeah, big Yeah, like asset. we would help her deliver newspapers uh, on her newspaper route and she would pay us yeah. in five cent candies. We were underpaid. Just want. But I taught them the value of work you from like an early age. You pull your siblings aside like, hey, I know what mom said, but <laughs> this is the actual. You're going to help, okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I think, uh, I think that had a big factor, I guess, in just how I was naturally. who you became. Yeah, just a nurturer. Um, I love kids. So naturally I wanted to work with kids. I didn't always know I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I originally wanted to be a marine biologist cause I love dolphins. <laughs> I think every young girl wanted to you guys have dolphins in Canada. No, at Marine just Land. Polar bears. That's the second that. time I've asked I you that know. today. <laughs> yeah. Bring it up. Uh, so then I actually thought about being a speech language pathologist and then finally, uh, well, not finally. I wanted to be a social worker. I'm way too sensitive to be so a your life kind of was like this a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I just knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to work with kids, but I wasn't sure how. And so I think teaching came because I got to do a little bit of both. So I got to be that um, be that emotional support to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but what grade do you teach? I teach grade one currently. I've taught grade two. I've taught it's called French. first grade here in the states right right sorry i'll try to it's french though one. so like because you won't understand what grade one means that's <laughs> special erica but it's in french what's special that you teach in french i do i'm a french immersion teacher little kids um do you speak french we oui. oui. oh. I, I would hope Tout so if i'm a french teacher <laughs> i didn't know that we all speak french except for my mom yeah she sent us all to france for three months when we were in grade Why eight didn't i know that remember you just asked us how to say our name I, in french Play. oh yeah but i thought that you'd know that <laughs> i didn't know you yeah, actually we just knew practiced the whole language that. we don't actually speak the yeah. whole language i mean i i thought that you kind of spoke spanish i didn't know you spoke so you're fluent both, yeah, all, both of you we, fluent. so all three wow. of us we started in an all french school oh. um and so personally i didn't have my very like i didn't have a english class until grade four so it's kind of opposite. And then eventually we Dang. all went over to French immersion, which allowed us to have some English and some French classes, but took French all through high school. Wow. Um, I took a minor in French in university. Like my sister said, we all went to France for three months on an exchange right. around the thir- age 13, That's 14 super mark. Cool. Yeah. So, and my dad's family is from like originally from Quebec area and grew up in a little French town. And now you're still using your French with your teaching. Yeah, which I I love. I love that I get to, especially grade one, I get to teach that foundation. I get to introduce them to another language. Laying a base. And actually watch language develop in someone, which is amazing. Oh, yeah, Um, I bet. Because they come in knowing, uh, some of them have some words, or you know, they can count or something like that. But really for the majority, a lot of their parents don't speak French, so... They literally like grow into these French kind of not they're not fluent, but they yeah. gain a lot of French knowledge just before my eyes. So it's really rewarding, I would say. Hmm. Um, you can tell it's rewarding because I literally yeah. see your face like light up when you make that comment. Oh, okay. that is we're what staring at ourselves in a mirror. Right <laughs> <Yeah. now. laughs> but like that is what you love. I do. I I love my kids. I every year it's a different class, um, but I just I don't know. I really enjoy giving kids a secure and like a sound foundation Mm -hmm. where again i've mentioned that i'm a peacemaker but in my class like that is the number one rule like calmness and fun like those two things sometimes people don't know how to really do the same time but i think just them you know self-regulating just being kind just being calm and learning and yeah i don't know i just my classroom has a very specific feel that i Mm. specifically create you harbor that and make sure that it exists yeah and i think i mean i am single 
I don't have children, but I like to think that my teaching has really created a part of me that I hope to bring into my home, right? Mm -hmm. I'm the same with my family and the same with my kids at school. And I really have certain core values that I feel like teaching has helped me really secure. So core values. I love that. Yeah. I've been really working on some of mine lately. I think it's, Mm -hmm. it's good to be self-aware and understand what your core values are, especially when you're, if you're single trying to find a partner who you can, you know, just make sure that that person can fulfill those needs for you. And that's really cool, man. This is, I love how this is turning into like a relationship (laughs) type of a thing too. So now that you're a teacher, well, how long have you been a teacher? This is my sixth year, actually. Nice. Yeah. Almost I'm got gonna, tenure. Is I'm going to brag about Erica for a second. Oh, <laughs> do it. Um, oh it oh is God. very hard to get a teaching job yeah. in Canada. Like people spend years on supply lists mm. and just like hoping and praying for contracts. Um, if you have French, like your odds are way better. Mm-hmm. Um, but Erica came straight out of teacher's college and was immediately offered like two like half contracts, basically. And then for her first full year and then in her second year, like full time contract right away, like teacher at a super young age, her own classroom. And like I said, a lot of people like spend years just Mm -hmm. waiting for that moment. So we were all crazy proud of her. Yeah. Yeah. When she got that right away and like we knew she'd kill it. But yeah, like the interview process, like it's pretty rigorous. And yeah, I definitely I feel like it was a huge blessing. But I also feel like sometimes it was not a hindrance, but it just made me look at things a little bit differently. So when I would see teachers that were struggling to get a position and they were really good teachers, mm-hmm. again, it would teach me that empathy to kind of, you know, support them and in, in getting them extra work or things like that. Uh, really, you know, taking a look at my own classroom and being grateful for it every single day because yeah, I know that there's so many people that don't have that opportunity. And then I think uh, this past year, actually, our schools, uh, there's two French immersion schools in the public system in our city. One is for grade one to three and the other is for four to eight. And so they amalgamated this past September. And so when that was, uh, you know, the news broke, basically a whole interview series had to happen and uh, I had to go and I had to find my resume because I hadn't had to had to do that. Right. I just I had my original resume and I submitted it and then I got a job and I kind of never really thought about it again. Um, and so that was a really big wake up call for myself I feel I was so she came to me for help because yeah. I do resumes I like help me younger sister <laughs> with resumes and cover letters and all that fun what stuff what the team yeah, you girls make absolutely. seriously though uh and it was just like a really big wake up call because I was like okay so I've done a lot of work in the past five years but now I have to you know put on paper I have to practice interview skills again and I have to be confident in the teacher I've become but also sell myself so that I can continue having you know this position that I want right I wanted to go to the new school I wanted to be in that you know historical opening of a whole French immersion school in Niagara Falls and and so I think that was I think that was the start of my new thought process that I wanted to kind of take charge uh, more on a day-to-day basis and not just wait for something to happen to me because it really came out of the blue. It was a huge uh, shock and a lot of, there was a lot of drama that surrounded it, you know, all the politics that happened in education. And mm, that's and why so, I left that. Field. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. um, so you don't always feel like you're being supported. Luckily I had a really, really wonderful, um, staff and, um, you know, principal that I worked with and I still do now. It has ended up being, a wonderful transition a wonderful new um, school and I'm super happy it's just that initial oh 
okay, so I'm not sure where I'm going to be next year. I'm not sure what this is going to look like. I'm not sure, you know, if my friends will have jobs, you know, I'm not sure if I'll have a job here. Mm -hmm. Uh, It really just set off this thought process in my head that I had to really be prepared on a daily basis. And also what makes me different as a teacher, right? Like what makes me um, different than the rest, but also why would a principal not want to get rid of me? Right. Why would they want to keep me? What am I, what are my values? Right. What would they value in me? Mm-hmm. And so I started, you know, I don't know. Am I special? Like, am I a good teacher? And and so, it, yeah, <laughs> no, but it, it took me a long time to kind of find my niche. Right. To find yeah. what I actually pride myself in. And then like and, truly and being, embracing yeah, that. You know, there's some teachers that are super good at technology. There are some teachers that just like coach every sport or yeah. do really cool, you know, makerspace and, and robots and stuff like that, which is amazing. And yeah. I want it to be authentic in what I offer, right? I want it to be authentic in, in my, I guess, field. Um, and so I basically just decided that I'm really good at empathizing with kids. I'm really good at um, working with kids that are maybe struggling with other teachers and a couple experiences, you know, where a principal would call me down and she'd cover my class so I could go and help another kid from another class that I never even taught or oh, that wow. I taught previous years because I could still have that connection with them. Yeah. And so that really taught me that, okay, like I do have something that's very invaluable. My and skills I, matter. Yeah. And I can, mm-hmm. and I can really like hone in on those and I can develop them even further. That's awesome. So that was, yeah, this past year has been really good in that regard just to yeah, find absolutely. more of myself. In, I think in you my can career. do that for those kids because you understand yourself really well and you yeah. like find a way to translate that to other people to help them understand themselves. Yeah. And even though it's at like a, like a rougher level, like cause they're young, they can't you know fully understand themselves. You have a way of helping people get there anyways. Yeah. I think I just, I treat people really normally and I, I feel my delivery with words in general um, I feel like I'm really good with that. I know, you know, I say, it's good to know your yeah, family dynamics, you know, my brother can say something to my mom and <laughs> it's received completely different than I would say it. Right. And that's just who we are. That's just our, our dynamics. Mm-hmm. But I think it's good to know. Yeah. It's good to know your strengths in that, in that yeah, regard. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So I want to talk about one other thing yeah. was that Spain, mm, Spain, which just entered into my knowledge knowledge today <laughs> yeah so tell me what what that is and what because that's that's fairly ambitious i'd say yeah i think it actually the thought of doing something not specifically spain at that point but something different in my life i think happened around last summer and uh you know starting a new school and just having some different experiences i well i kind of came out with this idea at a family meeting that we would have. Um, we call them family home meetings. <laughs> uh, so we would, you know, meet with our family on Sunday nights and we would just kind of share. Olivia call them? Yeah. Yeah. She usually does. I organize yeah. them for us. Yeah. Nice. So we'd all just come out and, you know, talk about how our week went, you know, what our plan was for the next week. And I kind of came out and I said, I think I just want to do something different. I think I'm just going to do something crazy and she needed to shake so she dyed up. her hair pink <laughs> yeah and i called oh, it so that's why you have pink hair right now <laughs> yeah. lies, lies. um <laughs> just kidding, I, brown. yes i actually started really getting on this idea of taking a leave of absence from my teaching job for a year and you can do that yeah so you can go for a year uh you can keep Dang, your contract Canada seems dope mm-hmm. yep um at at your school 
and then if you kind of go for two years, then your contract is secure, but just might not be at the same school. That's like, you know, it's very rare that anything else would happen, but yeah. um, that's kind of the the process that we go through. So I was like, okay, I am a big homebody. I really like routine. I really like knowing what I do on a weekly basis, you know? So you're pretty comfortable. Yeah, I I enjoy comfort, right? Like I enjoy... Yeah, I don't know who you... Yeah, we all do. close to... <laughs> but just like, like the worst. Family comfort and yeah. like friend comfort and Dog. like knowing where I'm going. Like, I don't know, just being in a small town, growing up in a small town. It's just... Is Niagara Falls it's small? Comfort. It's like 80,000. Yeah. Smallish. Smallish. Pretty small. Yeah. You can get from one end to the other in like 15 minutes. Most people that come through okay. are tourists, right? There to see the sights. Yeah. Gone yeah, two or three days later. Big waterfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one. It's a pretty big waterfall. <laughs> Don't go chasing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to add that in there. Um, but yeah, so when I brought this up to my family, I was like, guys, I just want to do something different. I just want to go somewhere, shake my life up for a little bit, but mm. still have like a nice safe parameter, right? <laughs> so I knew it was a year because I'm like, I'm, I'm going to be real with myself. I'm not just one to just go leave everything no and just plan. change everything yeah. in my life. Mm-hmm. That's not me. Like... I need to come to terms with things. I need to still feel a little bit of comfort while, I guess, going outside of my comfort zone. So the initial Beautiful. idea. I love that. Just yeah. like kind of a step, but not too crazy. Absolutely. I'm like being smart reasonable. about it. Reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I know myself and I know that's the kind of push that I need. So my that's whole cool that motto. you were able to do that for yourself. Yeah. And not have to have somebody else do that for you. That's really, really cool. Well, I feel like in my life, all of the shakeups have been chosen for me instead of me choosing them. Mm. And so that was really the driving force. My whole motto was, I want to choose the wrench before the wrench chooses me. You know how yeah. they say, yes. throw a wrench in your plans. Yeah. Well, I'm like, okay, I'm going to throw a wrench in my own plans instead of someone else throwing it in there for me. That's cool. Um, so ambitious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks. I'm so glad I'm worthy. <laughs> We're going to make Ian listen oh, to this on repeat. Yeah. No. So my initial idea was actually to go to England. Again, that was a really safe choice because I had some friends there. Mm. Um, you know, same language. Mm. Um, I really love England. And so I, I think I would have been happy if I chose there. Um, but I was banking on a certain job and I wasn't sure if I would get that. And I asked myself, you know, if I don't get that specific position, would I still want to go? And then I started Googling just top places to teach. And mm-hmm. beside all the, you know, Asian countries, Spain was one of the top ones. And so I started looking at that and I was like, oh, man, I'm like, this could be amazing. Uh, I've always yeah. wanted to be, you know, fluent in Spanish. I understand a lot. Um, I'm a salsa dancer. I love Oh, yeah, Latin that's what food. I read on your Instagram bio. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. I love everything, you know, Spanish culture. Um, you know, a lot of like Latin American culture, but you don't like spicy food. No, I can't do that. Yeah. But not a lot of, you better start training. Anyways, (laughs) it's not a requirement. Um, I guess technically not. And so I just thought of Spain and for the first time I actually could say it out loud. Like I'm going to go to Spain next year. And I couldn't say that when I thought of other places, I was like, Mm. yeah, potentially, maybe possibly I could do that. Maybe Europe, maybe Asia. Yeah. So I started the process filled out an application, found a really great company to go through. Nice. And today I got today my and acceptance I got to share it with you. email. So I will be going to Spain mid-August of this year. I will be living in Madrid somewhere. <gasps> oh my gosh. And I will be there. Don't tell me this. Until <laughs> at least June 2020. 
Uh, I'm just green with jealous rage right now. Ammon, we need to do round two of this podcast in, in Madrid. Spain? Yeah. We'll go see her. Please, can you fly uh, us out? We'll all go see so her. Rich. You're going to be so rich. No, it's, it's not about pay. <laughs> so what is it fair. that you're doing? Is it a teaching so, thing? So um, I'm going to be a language and culture assistant to teacher, mm. teachers or a teacher in yeah um, a Spanish school. So I will be teaching you know, speaking English, teaching English, small mm. groups, assisting the teacher, uh, maybe one-on-one with kids, just through games, through very like conversational so activity. Cool. Yeah. So ambitious. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a really great uh, work structure. Yeah. It's going to be really different. I'm not going to have a car. I'm not sure where I'm living specifically I'll make a prediction. Yet. Oh. You might not have okay. a car or might not have a place to live, oh, but I know you will come with back this. with a boyfriend. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I knew not it. A husband. <laughs> you, can, you Spaniards, are you kidding me? Say that. You will come back. They're going to be all over her husband. too. She's a fair-skinned I, beauty. Okay, but <laughs> all your expensive creams, they they can't say no to that. <laughs> you have to put them in your big bag, not your carry-on. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. <laughs> but large. honestly, just a disclaimer, that is literally not the reason I'm going. A lot of people... Oh, no, and I, 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 I know didn't you didn't think like... that, but anybody listening like or people that know me, sometimes people will joke, you know, be like, oh, you know, maybe you're just going to find someone. But honestly, that was not... Yeah, that didn't cross yeah, my mind at all. that's not the thing. And I, yeah, I'm glad you realized that too. And yeah, I think people can tell when they hear how excited i'm just about like the opportunity and not just Mm. focusing on that stuff and i'm i'm just really excited to be to choose my independence you know i am an independent person but i choose to be dependent a lot of times because my family's around yeah my friends are around you know i can go where i want to go do what i want to do and there's never really a thought to it Mm -hmm. and so for me to step outside of my comfort zone that's kind of my yeah that's my ambitious journey it's gonna be uh, hard coming up absolutely it'll be hard but you chose it you know and you'll have you have that control i just feel i just feel peaceful about it i feel really good about it good so that's all you can ask for absolutely it always comes down to that for erica and i just trusting that instinct where after you make a decision so whether it's you know which school to go to or taking a job or boyfriends yeah when it comes to relationships (laughs) it's just like am I at peace with this decision? Does it feel right? Mm-hmm. And doesn't mean it's easy. Doesn't mean it's comfortable. Yeah. Doesn't mean it was fun, but does it feel right? Yeah. And we just trust that instinct. So I can tell that she feels right about it because I know what she's like when she doesn't feel right about something. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm just so pumped for her to do this. Yeah. And I'm going to be so sad though. I'm going to miss you I so much. can't <laughs> talk about it. And then... Uh, <laughs> you'll probably be a global CEO of something in Spain. Yeah, I'm just, just yeah. going to go start a, a company in Spain so I can hang out with you. Yeah, for yeah. a year. No, <laughs> But no, it'll be fun. It'll be good. Yeah. Be a great opportunity for you. Yeah. Well, ladies, you are a couple of wildly ambitious women. <laughs> and it's so great to have you on the podcast to talk about it. So I thank you. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Like your Instagrams? I mean, we have to know your Instagram, Erica, your salsa dancing. Oh, <laughs> yeah okay. unless you don't want people to follow you there no i'd love it it's great um my instagram is we like making internet friends obviously <laughs> <Obby>. <laughs> um my instagram i don't oh yeah it's miss e2424 so m-i-s-s the letter e 2424 miss e2424 miss e. Mm-hmm. wasn't following you for a while i'm sorry about that yeah rude yeah me neither <laughs> at least i apologize i'm already not impressed for that <laughs> Yeah, but that's I, me. I said, you can I'm follow sorry. me. That's fun. There's a couple, you know, me dancing in Cuba, me dancing with some really good friends that have Your photos courtesy of me. So fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She got real sunburnt. No, you didn't. I did. 
She stayed out of the sun. You're a little burnt. Yeah. We walked around Los Angeles today for like eight hours and it was semi overcast and really windy. And Erica came out with a sunburn. Jackets. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like Spain. I don't know how that's going (laughs) to happen. Yeah. What's the sun like? I don't know. Is there sun in Spain? Yeah. I think there's sun everywhere. (laughs) But I mean. It was a joke. (laughs) (sighs) Maybe I'll get a tan. Probs not. One year she's gonna come back whiter because she's hidden from the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Miss E two four two four. Miss E two four two four. Yeah. Well, I'll follow you. That's insta. <laughs> follow Thanks. me too, Ammon. What's your? In- I am following you. Yeah, recently. <laughs> I am. I'm sorry. I'm Mine. Just, I- my Instagram is <clears throat> Poolin zero nine. Like Poolin P O U L I N zero nine zero. Those are both nine. our favorite numbers. Twenty four and nine. Yeah. Really. See, we're so the same, but wow. so different. I only picked mine because it was Ian's favorite number. <laughs> you're, you're so different, but you're like twins. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're both Capricorn too. So when we read the Capricorn horoscopes, we're like, this can't be right for both of us. <laughs> we're so different. Oh, yeah. Then we read it, we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we find ways to relate it to ourselves anyway. But yeah, follow cool. us. And if you follow one of us, you're going to see pictures of the other ones. Yeah. So might as well follow both of us. We're always hanging out together. <laughs> yeah. Except for the next... Shh, don't say once it. august don't happens. say it don't say it no it'll be great it'll be great look we didn't even get to sit beside each other on the plane and we took pictures of ourselves wrote on it and then airdropped it to each other like, so I we could communicate you. yeah cute yep yeah we're cute it'll be hard but it'll be great mm-hmm. yeah well thank you ladies thank you is there anything else you need to leave the audience with any like last quotes or like power statements oh i was gonna say you were sitting on a love sack but that's not really a power statement <laughs> Um, <laughs> I am sitting on a love sack. <laughs> yeah. Which is why it sounds so relaxed and you couldn't tell. <laughs> Power statement. I have the best sister in the world. Oh, don't hear me cry. Uh, I literally mean that <gasps> with like every part of me though. Ditto. I really did. Ditto, sissy. She's been staring at you all night in the mirror. <laughs> well, yeah, we're sitting and we're facing this like big mirror and I'm looking at you and you're looking at me. Yeah, the mirror is behind me. Like I'm facing you <laughs> We're girls. not even talking to Ammon. We're talking yeah, but you're talking to, like, to each to other. To each other. <laughs> just looking at the mirror i'm like hey uh, I'm down, down here. here on the love sack <laughs> <laughs> look at me cool well thanks ladies it's thank been a you. pleasure thanks thank you everyone for listening to this episode of ambitious before you go i just wanted to say if you enjoy this podcast thoroughly or even just a tiny bit please consider giving your support with a monthly donation as low as one dollar If you go to anchor.fm slash ambitious with two M's slash support, you can become a supporter of this podcast. Support from you helps me to interview more people from different places and keep providing you with content that's delicious for your ears. You can give a dollar a month, $5, $10, whatever you choose. And if you do, I, from the bottom of my heart, would feel so incredibly grateful. You can also follow me on Instagram at Ammon Clough or on Twitter to stay up to date with all the new and exciting, ambitious projects I have going on. My website is ammonclough.com. You can go there to see my pricing, some more of my professional work. I do weddings. I do couples photos. I do single person photos. I do corporate video work, landing videos for small companies. I do a lot. So go check that out if you need something let me know. Be sure to check the show notes for this podcast to see any additional information for this episode. Anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was so great to be in your ear holes. I love you and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.